Hi, I'm Derek Fine, IT Director at Darlington. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today, I'm talking with Beth Wardlaw, Technology Integration Coordinator, about our recent technology updates at Darlington and why technology integration is at the core of our curriculum. We will also share helpful tips and resources for how families can effectively use technology this summer. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. So we've had some exciting movement um, this spring with our device refresh. Um, Every three to four years, our students and teachers get new devices so that we can have um, the best technology possible um, for our faculty, staff, and students. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what devices we got this year? So uh, we just finished our with our device refresh. Uh, we just got um, all the devices uh, deployed to all the students at the end of this um, this spring semester. Um, the, all the faculty received a new uh, MacBook Air and an iPad Pro 11 inch, and all these students uh, received new devices as well. Our sixth through twelfth grade students received uh, the new M1 MacBook Airs as well, and the third through fifth grade students uh, received a brand new iPad Air with new uh, Logitech keyboard cases that we're really excited about. Um, Beth, do you want to talk a little bit about the the Logitech keyboard cases? I know that was uh, one thing you were really excited about doing for our third through fifth graders. Yes, so I was lucky enough to have a PLC this year, um, and the PLC was combined of a teacher from the pre-K-2 level, 3-5 level, 6-8 level, and then 9-12. And we were able to meet together on Wednesday mornings and talk about um, what our students needed, um, you know, and having a wide voice, a group from our teachers was really important. So we looked at whether we wanted to move iPads to the middle school, um, you know, because of the writing and annotating and things, and we tested those out on students. But what we found from that is though we were not ready to move the iPads to the middle school, we loved the keyboard trackpad cases. And we thought this would be really beneficial for our third through fifth graders as they make that transition to the MacBook in middle school. So these cases are um, super durable and nice, but they also have a full-size keyboard with a trackpad that mimics the MacBook. And the students are going to be able to do typing practice starting in third grade. They're going to be able to type their essays that they're writing out. Um, they're going to be able to use all the benefits, really, of a MacBook, but also still have the touch screen feature and be able to write on the iPad, which is something that they, they really enjoy as well. So I think having this from third through fifth grade, our middle school and high school teachers are going to see a tremendous difference um, in their typing skills as they get to that MacBook, and I think that's going to be really helpful for the students. Um, so one thing I did mention is for our, um, our kindergarten through second grade classes, uh, we're, where we are one-to-one as well, um, we'll be taking all the um, older iPad Pros that the faculty and some students had last year um, and moving those down to those grades. So that'll be a, a, a pretty big upgrade for them as well. Mm-hmm. Especially since they'll have the feature that they can use the pencil stylus that'll help with some of their handwriting practices and things as well. And then I'm excited we're going to get iPads to pre-K this year as well. Um, so our pre-K students currently have just had a few that they use for centers, 
but with boom cards and some coding, different technologies that we have started using, and like I said, the handwriting practice, we found lots of apps that are really beneficial for pre-K. Not that we want them to be necessarily one-to-one, -one, like our older students are, but that when they're doing center work and doing projects, that we have more available um, for them to use as well. And that's exciting. Yeah, I was trying to think of a few of the things that, um, some of the feedback that we've received from the students and faculty on the new devices. Um, the first thing that comes to mind to me is the students really seem to love the, the, the Touch ID that mm -hmm. the new MacBook Airs have, um, where you can unlock your computer with your fingerprint. Um, and the teachers that else? forget their passwords all the time enjoy that Touch ID as Yeah, well. no more forgotten passwords. You mm -hmm. just need to keep your finger with you. Well, one thing that the students um, have really expressed that they love about the new computers too is the sound and audio. It has the spatial audio now. So you can be listening to something that has 4K spatial audio and you can hear it all around you. Like the sound will sound like it's coming from behind you or on top of you. And I've seen students kind of looking around when they're listening because it's just um, such a neat feature. Um, so I think that, that sound quality is gonna also help our classrooms as well. Um, when, and especially in our music, music theory, those kind of classes. Yeah, so um, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention um, all the help that we received from um, some of the students during the MacBook and iPad distribution. You want to talk a, a little bit about the, the DARTEC team and the tech experts that helped with that? Absolutely. So this year we were able to kind of bring back to life the DARTEC team. Um, we were, had some passionate students that really are interested in technology, that um, thrive on service and helping others, and they really jumped in and um, have done an amazing job this year. So throughout the year, we've done um, our tech team as an I period and as a club, and those students have had um, the opportunity to work with our um, tech team here our IT team and they've been able to learn, they actually learned how to replace computer screens and keys on the MacBook. They toured with Derek um, and learned about all about our network and access points and really geeked out with that. Um, they worked with Mr. Flaherty um, on coding and programming and um, helping find errors on the website which they really found enjoyable. Um, so we've really had the opportunity to kind of expose them to different things. We held a tech expert event where um, they were able to come work one-on-one -on -one with community members that needed um, some tech help, and we hope that that's something that we'll kind of continue to do um, throughout next year. So next year, we're gonna um, our tech team is really going to dive in and start working at the Knowledge Bar during office hours and um, some of their off time that they have so we'll have a schedule that'll come out with that newsletter in the fall that'll let you know when the um, knowledge bar is going to be stocked with these tech team members so the first real trial that they had at this was with the device refresh so they were able to kind of take the knowledge that they they have gotten throughout the year we did a training session with them so they were able to come in and really help us out um, with this device refresh and so their peers were actually handing out the new MacBooks and setting them up um, with the students. So that was something that was not only helpful and beneficial, but really exciting to see. Um, so I'm just excited to see how this program continues to grow. Um, we have Jack Yang is currently the president of the DARTEC team. I believe Aiden Parsa may be taking that over, at least joining him next year in that endeavor as well. So I'm really excited to see that grow. Students, if you're listening and you're interested in joining the DARTEC team, 
you can email dartechteam at darlingtonschool.org or reach out to me and there's even some ways we can get you plugged in this summer helping us with um, the new smart panels and devices so thinking about that that's something else exciting we have coming on with every classroom being upgraded um, with these new smart panels would you like to talk more about that yep so uh, just to kind of transition to our, our, our the other uh, huge project that we've been working on over the last um, I don't know it feels like over the last year now um, is the uh, classroom display technology that we're trying to upgrade in all the classrooms um, on campus that's upper school and lower school um, currently um, we've had projectors and um, old smart panels old smart boards in all the classrooms and uh, this summer we are installing brand new um, 75 inch smart 6000 s uh, interactive uh, panels in all the classrooms um, so we're really excited about that's going to be a huge upgrade for our, our students and teachers um, it's so in so we're removing the, the old projectors and kind of getting that old antiquated technology out of the classrooms and uh, and putting these new uh, really cool interactive panels in all the classrooms that are that are touch screens and allow uh, teachers to create lessons to do um, on the on the board themselves or they can have you know students come up and and write and touch the board and, and uh, do lessons on there as well I think it's going to be um, a really a great upgrade and uh, really support our teachers and, and students in their learning absolutely one of the things we love is it has 40 different touches on it which is um, something that only the smart panel currently has. The other thing that the smart panel has that we chose was the ability to use multiple colors at the same time, which can really come in helpful for formative assessments. Um, and we even talked with our new um, media arts um, teacher about how they could use that in journalism. And he was saying like each of the members of the yearbook, um, the editor, the producer, they could all have different colors so that when they screen shared that board, they would know who had edited it, who had the different assignments based on the colors. And so that was a neat way that they can use it in the classroom as well. So we're really excited. We're gonna be doing a lot of training um, with teachers on the Lumio software later this summer when the boards are installed. Um, so we're really, really looking forward to that. And I think that our students and teachers are gonna love it. One other thing I love about it is it's gonna have a automated lever on it so that it can go up and down to reach our really tall students and teachers or go down to reach our smallest little students or um, shorter teachers. So I think that's going to be really beneficial so it's not stuck in just one place but we can make it more user friendly for our teachers and our students. Yeah so um, another thing that I know Beth has really been working hard on um, over, the, over this last year um, with some of our um, assistants from Apple is working on a new uh, coding curriculum um, to use for pre-K all the way through 12th grade. You want to talk a little bit about yes. that? Yes, yeah, so being an Apple Distinguished School has gotten us um, the ability to have kind of our own Apple reps. So we've been working really hard um, over the past year, year and a half, to not only come up with like a new everyone can create curriculum where the students are using all of the best um, creative tools in every classroom, but also to come up with a new um, coding curriculum. So that's always changing. We had a new one three years ago um, that's been really great and beneficial, but we're always looking um, to see how we can be the best and how we can prepare our students for the future that we really don't know exists yet. So now we are going to be um, continuing to use Tinker um, in the lower, younger grades, but also 
our curriculum is going to start with Apple Swift. So there's Apple Swift and Apple Coding for the early learners, and they'll be doing this even in PE, and it's focusing on those major things like commands, functions, um, that they can learn in every classroom. And um, so they'll be using that through pre-K um, through third grade. We'll be doing the Apple Swift coding with early learners, and then our fourth through fifth grade, we'll be doing the Apple Swift Beginners, um, where they're learning the basics of Apple Swift past the drop and drag, but really seeing like drop and drag on one side and coding on the other. And then our sixth through twelfth um, graders will move on into the full Apple Swift experience. We'll be doing a coding exploratory in the middle school where every student will learn Apple Swift, and um, they won't be allowed to use the drag and drop drag and drop function anymore. They'll have to actually type the code. Um, and then they'll have the opportunity when they get to the upper school to take the intro to computing, which is based on the AP Computer Science Principles course. And they'll learn Python in that class. And then they can take AP Computer Science after that, or intro to engineering where they learn Java. So we're really being able to ex you know, explore different coding languages with our students. So we can say when they leave, they've learned at least three different coding languages so so awesome um but if you want to start on that this summer feel free um apple swift it apple swift playgrounds is available to download for free on an ipad um, macbook or even an iphone um, your student devices already have those on it but if you have a personal device you'd like to put that on um, the playgrounds has lots and lots of different ways that your kids can code even um, drawing, they can do coding with drawing, um, they can do the drag and drop, or they can really challenge themselves with some of the curriculum. So I invite you to try out Apple Swift. If um, your students want to code, but they're not quite comfortable with that yet, they can go to Lightbot. That's an app that's really fun and really can challenge the students. Or as always, code.org is something that they're used to and comfortable with. Um, but I, you know, suggest you having your students at least try this. If that's not something that they're really interested, please reach out and I can help you find um, some more learning apps that your students can enjoy this summer. Um, one thing I do really um, think that you should try is having your students type like we talked about earlier. Um, getting them from the touch technology that they're used to on the phones and iPads to typing can be difficult. Using Typing Club, it's a software that we use. It's really fun for the students to learn how to type. Having them type out their gro your grocery list for the week, um, have them make a pack list with pictures and text for things that you want to pack for vacation, or even the books that they're reading for their summer reading, having them write some summaries. Anything that you can do to get them typing and writing can be um, really helpful and beneficial. Lots of great info. Uh, thank you, Beth, for joining me today to share some helpful information and resources with our Darlington families. As always, it's my pleasure. Please reach out to me if you have any other questions or tips for screen time or um, digital citizenship with your students. We're glad that you tuned in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org backslash podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for future episodes, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org.
The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is student-produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org podcast.